When I said three, two, one, go, that was uh, oh. that was the sign. Hi, that we everybody, started. and welcome to a social distancing, empty arena, entertaining. Oh my God, Matt just fell over. Kicking in the balls episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're gonna talk everything from Matt falling over, uh, wrestling's empty arena approach, Stone Cold returns, an update on the Wednesday Night Wars. Returns, debuts, and Matt fell over. That and so much more. Matt, where are you? I, uh, all my stuff fell. <laughs> <laughs> it fell. Matt taking bumps. Matt taking bumps in an empty arena. He's definitely ready for this uh, social distancing thing. Oh, uh, well, I'm all he's alone. Ahead of the game. I'm already alone, and nothing's going right. Well, then you're doing your part. You're doing a good like, job. single-handedly stopped. The Hockey Podcast Network, because we <laughs> whined and bitched for a half hour we put, last night. We put down a dynamite episode <laughs> that was hockey-free. I'm pretty sure that was such a bad episode that they went, all right, um, I guess we're done. I think what they said is, this is such a, a great episode that can't be topped. So what we should <laughs> do is just turn it into one weekly episode. All right, I'll tell myself that. I don't mind... Matt, before we uh, dive into another hot, spicy, tasty week of pro wrestling, where can the beautiful people find everything Brothers of Discussion? Well, I did see that uh, all of our Google searches, are, or uh, the organic searches, Mike, are skyrocketing. Uh, of course, all of those organic searches are for Matt Riddle and his feet. So <laughs> something's going on again. Something happened with Matt Riddle where our, just because we wrote one article where I think I said, why does everybody care about Matt Riddle's bare feet? That is now <laughs> one of the top trending uh, blog pages in pro wrestling. I don't know what you perverts are up to, but uh, you you can find that blog and so many old ones. Uh, of course, Matt be Matt might be writing soon based on what uh, his employer told him today about um, getting paid. So uh, there might be some oh. new blogs coming. But that you can find all those at bodpodcast.com and brothersadiscussion.com. You know what, Mike? And that that's fine because that's when. When when we're in uh we're in the the hardest times of our lives, that's when we uh, improve ourselves. Hot times, that's where hot yeah, that's 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 where we. But a man tell you you got a job and he ain't gonna pay you and he just gives you a kick in the butt. Hot times. Oh man, Mike, I I can't wait to talk to you after this episode so I can tell you what uh, my boss's idea is. But uh, I'm not gonna talk about it on the show. <laughs> Maybe if everything goes horribly wrong, I'll bring it up. But uh, so for you to keep uh, in tune so you can hear that show late or hear that. Yeah, you don't want to miss that show. Go to at uh, BOD podcast on Twitter and, and follow along. Go to uh, brothers underscore of underscore discussion to keep up with all of our hot coronavirus memes. Uh, 
They are the uh, walking pneumonia of wrestling. Um, I almost said Twitter. What do I want to say? The online, yeah, the IWC, the uh, the uh, internet wrestling community. Uh, we are definitely poisoning them with some uh, cringy coronavirus takes. But all, all that, uh, brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And uh, that is actually a joint Instagram account with our uh, Detroit Red Wing show, which is uh, now, for, for anybody that's following along on both shows, is, is just going to be once a week moving forward, uh, just on Mondays, because of all of the sports getting canceled. And I guess a lot of... I, either our show was just that bad last night, Mike, or uh, we've got a lot of buddies on the Hockey Podcast Network that did not like having to create new content twice Follow a week. That. But uh, here we are. Yeah, we, we stole the show, Shawn Michaels style. Boom! Now, uh, Mike, we should have a ton to talk about because for some reason we skipped last week. Uh, the first time in 121 weeks that we didn't post an episode. <laughs> Folks, would you like to take a guess on what was going on? Uh, Mike, do you want to take it? Coronavirus. Uh, oh, was that it? Huh. Oh uh, no! I I think it was it wasn't me being on uh, vacation. Was it, it was definitely was it, like, damn. Was corona. it Matt uh, being on his honeymoon? Nope, nope. Didn't uh, didn't miss an episode that week. Nope. Uh, in fact, uh, two blogs went out that week. Uh, I went damn went back and looked. You know, yeah. it came out of nowhere. Uh, no, uh, here's really... here's what happened. Mike took a little vacation, and uh, when Mike goes on vacation, the show stops. I guess that's. Mike's the big, Mike's the talent. I, I gotta, Mike, I'm throwing you right under the bus, because that, that is. You know what? You can't have WrestleMania without Oh, Hulk Jesus. Hogan, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, for all of you Brothers of Discussion fans that are never coming back, uh, because we missed a week, I apologize. And, and this is actually just after two. We had talked about one of our biggest competitors had, had just signed off. We skipped a week. Mike, he's back in business. So, oh, I know, man. we, we fucked up. Him. We royally fucked up. But he's got to get back in business, Mike, because WrestleMania is coming up. Um, I hope you don't feel too slight. I, I thought that would feel more fun, and now I just feel like it's dessert. You, know, you, it, you deserve this. But now I feel with some regret bringing it up. But anyway, let's let's talk wrestling. I, I just feel like I brought That's down a, the whole show. Man, cut a heel promo. It's all right. I it's not a he- no, man, I was the uh, hero. I, you were the heel. No, you were the heel. You know, I needed uh, I needed a break. You know, even Stone Cold took a break when he had a broken neck. And much like Stone Cold, you know, I, I had to take a week off. And, uh, you know, now we're back and we're better than ever. And uh, we're going to double our output. <laughs> so this episode's going to be four hours oh, long. Who's ready? Uh, <laughs> I tried to hold back on the wrestling um, notes this week because I, I still feel like if we can get under an hour, we can start to post it on IGTV. There's so many good things that can come from under an hour. All right, let's do it, bud. All right, Matt, uh, it's, I guess it's big news on WWE's behalf, but <laughs> I think it went over like a mouse fart for the rest of us. WrestleMania has a host. Oh. Gronk. Yeah. I didn't know he was charismatic to host for five minutes, let alone the first ever two-day WrestleMania. Uh, I picked the Gronk New Year's Eve show this year, Mike, and it was a doozy. Uh, he was, uh, you you said mouse fart earlier. He was drunk as a skunk, and uh, oh. it, it was not fun to watch. 
It wasn't even like ugly fun or like bad funny. Like Stone Cold's promo uh, on Monday Night Raw. No, this was, uh, yeah, that was just bad. I, I don't know. I don't know how you pick up a grunk as a host when everything he's done, he's just like a big giggly bro who who himself loves having fun, uh, but but not much of an orator. Um, uh, as as I like to <clears throat> look at myself. In, in that sort of light, uh, Mr. Gronkamus uh, is pretty far from it. Uh, but I, I, Mike, I want to focus on the news that Gronkamus delivered on Twitter. Oh, God. What news would that two, be? Mike, two days. This is the thing I asked for the last two months. But we're going to get two days of WrestleMania. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot to dissect here. Because I did ask for two days of WrestleMania, but that was after coming down from my high of Wrestle Kingdom and how great that was. And I said, why can't we do two nights of WrestleMania and then we can have the same thing that Wrestle Kingdom did is have a couple champions crowned and then the next night the champions go at it. Um, just spreading out all that, all that fun a little bit too. So even though I watched 12 hours of New Japan Wrestling that weekend, it was spread out over two days. So that was kind of the mindset was let's save some time here. Um, I don't know if this was the right year to do it because we are on the cusp of canceling WrestleMania and instead we've doubled it. <laughs> like, like the coronavirus <laughs> disease, its population has doubled over March. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I would have done it this year and... Uh, so it's still so it's Saturday and Sunday. Um, right, and we would have been watching takeover. Like, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, exactly. Past years it would have been Saturday, which is kind of like the minor league show, and then the main event, the twelve-hour wrestling extravaganza, is on Sundays. So, I guess Wrestle Kingdom makes more sense because it's an actual tournament. But this is going to be a lot of one-off, like feud con- conclusions. So I guess. I'm just confused because it, it definitely depends on if you're wrestling Saturday, you're not as big of a deal as wrestling on Sunday because Sunday is the big day. Right. So I don't know how they're going to stagger that. Um, it, it, I don't know if they're just going to have most, most of the NXT stuff on Saturday anyway. Um, well, I, or, you know, by default, if you wrestle Saturday, you're less of a big deal. What, I mean, that's where... Like, I, I asked uh, in our notes here, is there anything bad to come from this? And that's where I'm worried we're going to get... There's two possibilities. One is, like, the main event on Saturday is Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. And then that immediately... Of course, that's the one that we want to watch, so that immediately becomes second-string main event. Um, the other bad thing, Mike, that I thought, and this this isn't along those same lines, but it's it's more of... Roman Reigns for two straight nights would be Roman beats Goldberg, Brock Lesnar retains over Drew, and then they do follow along the line of Wrestle Kingdom, and then they do Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, and we walk away from WrestleMania. Roman Reigns, double champ, Roman two belts. (laughs) I just keep running down like that is my big fear right now. I, I I would say 
if you are a wrestling fan and you're not huge on roman winning all the time um because it ruins you know sort of the unpredictability of of the sport uh yeah i mean that that would be that's what i'm concerned about right now i mean unless it was true yeah if if true gets to hold both belts uh you know that's a fun pipe dream um would you put like adam cole on saturday or sunday that is a great question as well because I think what you'd got to what you have to do is kind of right you got to mix up the um I guess I don't know I guess in my head cuz they still put NXT on Shayna Baszler's um name thing when she's on TV so she's still NXT and then you've got Rhea Ripley uh fighting Charlotte so I I wonder if you split up those two matches and then you've got to split up some NXT tag matches and a North American title match goes on like Saturday and then the NXT title match goes uh Sunday, you know, kind of thing. So Yeah. Um So here yeah. I don't know if they're gonna call it like a like a de facto NXT show and then you just have most of the NXT matches that night, and then you also you know, you throw in like Charlotte versus Rhea. Um Drew versus Brown. I don't think that would be a bad way to go. Well, yeah, it's um... just, like, what we always get mad at is the silly things. Because, of course, I'm happy that all those matches are going to happen. But I then I have to look at it from the, what is the message WWE is really trying to tell us? You know, Drew McIntyre's on Saturday night, so, you know. But Roman Reigns is on Sunday! And, and then you just kind of, like, that's when we start to push away. Because we're like, no, Drew should have been on Sunday. He's a real champion. Yeah, woo. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a stupid thing that I do as a wrestling fan, and and all of us have have done it at some point. But that that's that's the bad thing to come out of this. But I, I think I think uh, we need to adopt your point of view. Like all of that just sounds great if we say two straight days of watching Rhea Ripley and and Charlotte and then Becky and Shayna, and it's just yeah, it all sounds fantastic. <laughs> I just I I think. Part of the reason they're doing this is like usually the takeover show is like you know about two and a half three hours um and then wrestlemania is every year it's a goddamn monster yeah. you know it's like seven eight hours where it's almost like 5 p.m all the way to midnight mm-hmm. so i think one of the big takeaways one of the big pluses is if they can kind of divvy up that time you know like maybe do you know four and four and five and five instead of doing you know two and a half and then eight you know, on Sunday, uh, where your whole day is shot. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I think there's perks. I think if they, being WWE, I don't think either of us would be surprised if instead of evening out the math, they just did eight and eight uh, and found some way to do 16 hours <laughs> oh, of wrestling. Um, even as fans, I think you would just give up and you'd have, you'd have to move on. Like, there, there has to be something else going on. Yeah, um, Little Women is but, available on demand, and ooh. Emma is coming out this weekend. Mike, I we've got shit to watch. Like that was a hot ticket. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, and then you know I want to catch up on more uh, AEW, which has been really good. But before we dive into that, Matt, um, this week has been uh, really tough. I know a lot of the major sports have uh, just they're just done. Uh, NCAA tournament canceled. Um, in succession, you know, NBA, NHL, 
and MLB all just said, nope, we're not playing. Um, not even golf. And I don't even, I don't even think those guys are next to each other, but apparently they're close enough to cancel. Wrestling is not, it's the only thing still standing, man, but they're the only ones experimenting. They are doing wrestling in front of empty crowds. There's nobody in the stadium. Um, it's kind of worked. Yeah. I kind of like it. Um, I think it's a lot of it is there's some real one of the uh, 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 facets of WWE that we we talk about, but I don't know if other people talk about enough is is how good the production value can be, like camera angle wise. Um, and I think uh, you know certain people you you named a few here, and I'll let you touch on those in a second. Uh, just we're really comfortable being in front of the camera, so they knew how they know how to ham it up in front of people, but they also knew just you know, kind of, got to get the acting chops out there. Uh, still tell a story without having to rely on, uh, you know, that back and forth with the live audience. Um, so it's, it's still been entertaining this week. This, you know, WWE's, you know, relied a little bit more on highlight shows so far um, than AEW, but it's, it's been pretty entertaining. But Matt, who did you think uh, was doing really well with these crowdless promos? Well, the, the one that really got me sitting on the edge of my seat was Edge. Um, and then I, I just absolutely loved, uh, Becky's promo, uh, telling Shayna that her holding the title is like upending her entire life. I, I thought that was such a great story and, and just really helping tell like what is going on in Shayna's mind and what is, you know, does, does Becky actually hold the upper hand like mentally, which is crazy. Because uh, you'd think, you know, the easy thing to write would be Shayna has the upper hand mentally or something <coughs> like that. Um, Kevin Owens, another great one. Uh, and then John Cena coming out and ripping, not The Fiend, but ripping Bray Wyatt to absolute shreds. Uh, his whole career. Uh, the fact that he doesn't bury guys, they bury themselves. It was just phenomenal because we all know yeah. what's going to happen at uh, WrestleMania. But I, Mike, this is this is the thing. I, I I I I also have this question to answer, but I think this is a good time to bring it up. But if these guys are good to go, right? I don't understand the narrative that's on Twitter right now that they're upset that the match card is going to play out on the WWE network, giving us new content to absorb so that we're more likely to stay home. Why is it such a bad thing that they're just going to run this thing called quote unquote WrestleMania? I mean, this got me so excited for it. Like I, now I can't wait. This is, Again, I think I said the same thing last year, but now I just absolutely can't wait to see these matches and see the stories play out. And they've proved, AEW as well, they've proved that good stories can still be told without an audience there. And I think, um, I, I, uh, oh, are you okay over there? I just got something really loud. Um, oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was. Right. Uh, well, I'm losing my train of thought here, but I think they. what I want to make sure I get across is that uh, the fans add two. They should be adding to the storylines. They should be adding to the show. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't like this idea that coronavirus is a thing 
and people online on Twitter are saying, just don't run WrestleMania. I think you have an opportunity here to entertain the fans, be one of the few uh, entertainment mediums that are actually going to do a show for us and we get to watch new wrestling. And I, I need to trust... I need to trust that they're actually going to take precautions and make sure the right people stay far away from each other. Uh, they're testing people, making sure everybody's healthy. Anybody has a symptom, they go home. Like, I'm trusting that that's the case, right? But what is so bad about this match card getting played out? Like, don't keep telling yourself, I can't believe you're going to do WrestleMania without any fans. The fans make WrestleMania. No, they're playing out a match card, and we get to watch it on TV. Right. I mean, something else is going to happen soon that will replace it. But for now, we get to watch wrestling on the network that I pay for. Um, again, I I'm going to come back. So we're going to loop these two ideas together. The no audience wrestling thing, or at least the promo side of thing, is super working in my book. So what is the big effing deal? I don't know. Um, I... It seems like such a crazy narrative to me. The one thing I think the one, the one thing that makes oh happen again. Uh, I just say the one thing that is kind of a big deal, or at least a you know a, uh, a big change is, I think the Smackdowns, the Raws, um, especially the Dynamites. Um, you know, it is a smaller uh, event. I just wonder if WrestleMania is really <laughs> going to feel like WrestleMania in front of nobody. Um, because that's kind of what it is. It's, it's kind of the the spectacle. It's the you know grandiose entrances. It's you know the larger than life uh, firework shows and you know people driving out in tanks and you know fifty John Cena's you know going up and down the ramp and Undertaker with druids and tombstone. So you're you're like, literal tombstone. Taking the exact and, opposite stance that I just took. So I'm just, yeah, that's how these shows work. No, I just, you, you're, so, you're acting uh, like you didn't even hear what I just said. <laughs> no, I, I heard right. you. I, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. Um, I'm very curious to see if, like, one thing that I, I think WWE is definitely, you know, AW, WWE are now t blatantly taking notes from each other and trying to steal good ideas. Um, in AEW this week on Dynamite, I think they did a really smart thing by putting MJF on the sideline, uh, essentially running his own cat, like cat calling commentary, um, you know, unofficially. He's not wearing a headset, but you could just hear him making fun of people, um, you know, teasing them. Um, and, you know, when these guys are, you know, hitting their big moves, you can either hear, you know, cheers or cheers or jeers depending on if it's a face or a heel you know from who's surrounding the ring so it kind of feels like with wrestlemania um almost almost like that gauntlet match feel where you don't want them necessarily right around the apron but i think for wrestlemania i might i might want to have some of the wrestlers like actually sitting in the crowd mjf style i think that would be a, a tremendous benefit to a two-day wrestlemania with no crowd um because sometimes I, I've seen it so many times, Matt, where, um, you know, people who comment on wrestling, people who write about wrestling, sometimes they'll say, like, the in-ring chemistry was, you know, really solid, uh, really 
you know, really strong yeah. match. It's good storytelling. But, you know, if the crowd's not engaged, it brings it down a notch. And then similarly, even if guys aren't quite hitting on all cylinders, but the crowd's engaged in the story and they're, you know, they're cheering, um, it raises the uh, interest level in a match, just watching it on TV. So I think that's one thing that you definitely want to be, uh, as a promoter, you know, WWE with their biggest, their biggest show of the year. Um, I think they, I think they might want to pivot a little bit away from what they've been doing and kind of look at what AEW's success was on Wednesday with, you know, having their, their big talkers, uh, essentially circling the ring. Well, I think I, I will say one of the probably behind the scenes decisions of these guys, not just doing constant matches is probably the safety side of things. Like we, we don't, if we don't need people to touch yet, I don't think they will. Um, so it's kind of one of those things. So now, now AEW really moved uh, a major piece in, in having some matches. So now, now WWE is really going to have to kick it up a notch, but is that, is that really the thing we needed? I don't know. I, I, I will say um, like the promo thing so far has been great. Um, and I, I think for the sake of necessity, like you give him a bone, like you go, okay, I, I kind of understand why we're not just having, um, you know, like you said, I mean, it looks like a lumberjack match outside of AEW, but let's hope that all those guys got tested. Right. Um, I, I know it, it, it's really hard to get tests. I know it takes quite a while to, to find out if somebody is healthy or not. And it's not enough to just go, well, we don't see any symptoms. So I, I can understand why the WWE hasn't been, you know, running guys to the ring. Uh, just, you know, uh, I can't think of the right word, but, you know, just 10 guys at a time. So I, I think there's a, a responsibility side of things to that too. Um, but, I mean, you're right. I, but by the time WrestleMania rolls around, you can start making those decisions or you can have a better idea of who's sick or not. Um, you can quarantine your talent a little bit better uh, over time. Um, just, you know, none of these guys are 60 and and with uh, pre-existing conditions. So at least the guys we're talking about, you know, who, who knows who's going to show up at uh, WrestleMania and we got to keep Jake the Snake yeah. healthy. But um, no, it's just... <laughs> I, I I think, uh, yeah, as they move forward, I think they're going to start to figure out, like like I mentioned chess pieces before, um, I think they'll start to figure out which piece can move where. And uh, maybe maybe that's what it is. It's a completely different game that they're playing, and they got to figure out how these pieces work. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I think to sum this up, I think it's a win that it exists. I wish, uh, I mean, now that we see some other... Um, major sports are having some players infected with Corona. I guess at that point you kind of do have to just cancel the season. Cause you can't say, you know, uh, this team has to play shorthanded because this disease exists and, uh, sorry, you're just screwed for the next, you know, couple of weeks till this guy's better. Um, so you just kind of have to shut down the whole season. Um, but yeah, I guess with wrestling again, I'm, I'm, it's so hard to talk about because we don't know what WWE's doing behind the scenes. We don't know what AEW did behind the scenes. If these guys were just like, "All right, we're all young enough, we can go to the ring and you know tickle each other for for two hours," but these are the only people we're gonna see. You know, uh, Cody, you can't <laughs> go hang out with your that. brother because you might kill him. Yeah. 
Well, like people in the entertainment industry, I feel like it's easier for them to, you know, get medical needs. So uh, I guess what I'm kind of baffled by is this disease doesn't seem to just manifest out of nothing. So it kind of feels like if we have it wiped down, we have everybody tested. What are we holding back for? That's that's what confuses me. So, um, you know, like not having as much wrestling as possible, not uh, like, for example, they canceled the Andre the Giant battle you know, battle yeah. oil. Um, like, we don't want a whole bunch of guys in the ring. You know, it's just smart. And it's like, I, I, is it? Is it? I mean, if there are, if they all tested negative for it, and we sanitize the ring, what, what's the risk? I, I, I hear you. I, it's still, it's one of those things where it's like, um, like my wife and I were trying to decide, like, who should go shopping like uh, her as a physician and then me as mostly a, a stay-at-home uh, employee for my, my place of work. And it was like, all right, well, I'm probably not sick, but then I could go out and get sick, but you might be sick. So if you go out, you've already got it, but you're going to get more people sick. So it, it's, it's such a... Like coming back to we don't know the game we're playing yet because it could be a a a guy that's setting up the ring ha- has it and he's coming in from town or you know a security person that now you know they do this in an arena or something so they have to have security at the arena um and then they you know they all have to eat and they have to go to a hotel and sleep so there could be somebody at the hotel that's got it or if they're all staying at Cody's place somebody's got to clean Cody's mansion so then that person could have coronavirus. So, I mean, it's just, it, it's one of those things where if one of those guys in the Andre the Giant got sick right before, like the day before, and now you just went from, you know, like, I, I kind of, like, I respect that, like, where they're going, all right, if one of these guys gets sick the night before, at least now we're only talking two people are sick instead of going, you know, it's it ends up being Kane. And Kane shows up and choke slams everybody, so he puts his <laughs> hand on everybody's face to do a choke slam. And now thirty guys are sick. Kane wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He gets to take that back to Tennessee along with the coronavirus, and then that gets spread out across the country again. <laughs> so, I mean, I I, res- I respect well, the idea. Yeah, I I I mean, I get it, but it just you know. At some point, it's kind of like, well, we tested everybody. I, I, I think one one funny, not I, I don't know, maybe funny is the wrong word, but just like priority testing, you know, yeah. like first of the line, is it going to be Roman Reigns and AJ Styles because they're fighting the two oldest guys on the card? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like, like I, I know you have, I know you have a lot of black hair dye, Undertaker, but you and I both know you're like sixty years old. You are susceptible to this disease. I feel like, because Undertaker's already gotten physical, he was one of the few people to actually get physical on uh, on Monday Night Raw. Or wait, was he? Was that Raw or SmackDown? I don't know. All these days are blending together now. Um, <laughs> he so he gets physical with uh, the OC and. Like, in my head, I'm like, all right, so they are testing the OC. They're testing the Undertaker, because otherwise these guys wouldn't be touching each other. And Undertaker's also taking a microphone, I think, from Michael Cole. 
and then like throwing it around the ring. I just, he's all over the place. So some something's happened where we know Undertaker's safe, or he's just so ready. Like he's like, no, I'm I'm in character. I'm the dead man. It doesn't matter if I get Corona. I'm already dead. I'm I'm good. He's just so in character right now and so ready to take on AJ and squash him. Uh, that uh, he doesn't even care what's going on with the OC and all all that coronavirus over there. I don't know. It's just I kind of not not to do anything to the Undertaker or endanger him, but I kind of hope for the latter. I kind of hope that he's just full bore into the Undertaker yeah. character. Yeah. Um. You, you reminded me of one thing, though. Um, uh, you know, as far as how they've designed these shows and what we care about, what we don't, you know, how yeah. um, on Raw, they outside of these, you know, pretty pretty well-produced segments, uh, they also just showed Drew McIntyre's Royal Rumble victory for free. And one thing I wish had happened is that there was, like, coronavirus when we were kids, just so we could have watched the Royal Rumble for free. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's one benefit i guess um but uh yeah let's move on because <laughs> um, i've watched that royal rumble already probably a dozen times because i love it um it's one of my favorite stories and i know it's one of your favorite outcomes at least uh but god that was a good story. yeah no i, I watched uh, most of that thing on on monday night raw obviously i mean there's so many things to choose from content wise so am i gonna watch that royal rumble for the hundredth time with commercials no um (laughs) one of the other things that happened with no crowd was steve austin and uh i already stated i thought it was hilariously bad but mike we have to at least tip the cap to byron saxton who his character (laughs) is to be this dorky dweeb and even when he's cheering for wrestlers it just sounds like he's an eight-year-old wearing a suit um and unfortunately in uh in going up against stone cold and taking a stunner uh you can watch the replay uh and stone cold even brought it up and apologized to to byron on uh on twitter but um yeah that foot got dick and two balls and (laughs) byron spent that entire segment on the mat uh because he was holding his his cojones uh pretty tightly after after stone cold got him so I, i just you know Byron is doing the job, right? His character is this this dweeby guy, and now he gets kicked in the balls, and he becomes the the butt of a joke. Uh, so it just hats off, Byron. I mean, you're doing the job. I respect the hell out of it, and uh, I'm so sad that it just got so much worse. Like it, it's just like the nerd at school who you know got pantsed in front of the entire class and an assembly or something like that like that just it just feels so bad like it saxton's already got the the hardest toughest job and it just gets so much worse so hat, hats off saxton i i hope your twig and berries are doing okay it's yeah he's in a pretty thankless role i don't i don't even know if people really would have said anything or noticed if stone cold didn't come up and say hey i'm sorry for breaking your balls and <laughs> ice them every 20 minutes like vince yeah. used to i was just oof <laughs> um I don't think anyone felt bad for Byron until Stone Cold said something. I didn't notice. I just figured Stone Cold, you know, got his leg high enough. I trust him. Yeah. Just like Byron trusted him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want to, do you want to talk this quick CM Punk news? I, 
I guess. Is this is this real? Yeah, this is him on a podcast. I thought it was kind of nice. Um, and I I thought the names he listed. I, I at first I I had to do a double take. I had to read it twice because I thought he was listing guys that he wouldn't come back for. Like he's like, well, of course they want these names, so I'm. I don't want the, but he's actually saying he he would come back for for Daniel Bryan, John Cena, which I a lot of respect for for CM Punk to make that comment, because um, he does know that those are some of the best moments of his career, and uh, Rey Mysterio, it just uh, you know fine whatever, uh, but he also <laughs> threw in uh, Will Ospreay, and I I I really. I I like that Osprey immediately came out and said I don't know if this is clickbait, but. Meet me January fourth, which would be the next Wrestle Kingdom, and that would be the tits. Um, but yeah, I I just uh, I think it's fun that that CM Punk is is playing this game with the fans because I think what he's trying to do is drum up some. Uh, he's doing his own marketing right now, really. He's doing like a guerrilla campaign. So if he just keeps mentioning this, and remember, he teased like the Royal Rumble that he would come back. Yeah. Uh, so. He just keeps doing this. We're going to be chomping at the bit for some CM Punk. So I, I really like the way that he's playing this game. Uh, and sort of picking, you know, just come out and say it. Who, who's going to bring him back to pro wrestling for the WWE? Well, these three guys. And I'm sure that list could be longer with with some of the newer guys that have uh, showed up. But I think he was trying to tell the story like, I'm not coming back to, like, lose to... Um, you know, Humberto, uh, I, I'm, I'm coming back and I need like a major story. Like edge comes back and he's telling like this, the, the final chapter of him and Randy Orton, like just, you know, masterpiece kind of stuff. Um, uh, so that, that's my yeah. thought on it. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think you're right on the money. It, if he just come out and said, you know, I, I wish I could be out here with Keith Lee and, you know, Dajakovic and, uh, you know, the Damian Priest guy. Those are three NXT up and coverings. It would have kind of felt like pandering. Right. Because he's, he's beyond it at this point. He's at the Cena level, you know. Uh, and for him to name those guys, I think is... Um, I think one of those names kind of surprises you and I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Contrived Finisher himself. Oh, right. Uh, Rey Mysterio. But... We know he's one of the hardest working dudes yeah, ever. Uh, he's, you know, into his mid forties and he's still more athletic than you and I were ever at our peak. Um, and will ever be. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, we're not going to see him this year, but I think you're right on the money that he would want something at that edge level where, you know, he gets the, the thunderous uh, welcome back. Um, and then, uh, you know, at WrestleMania, he'd be getting a high profile match. Um, so, you know, right now I think that card is, you know, it's already sailed for him this year, but you know, you know, the the itch might come back and, you know, to see him against Daniel Bryan or, you know, I think the, I think the best match easily of all those, as much as we love Daniel and man, look at that work rate. (laughs) I think people would want to see a couple meaty men slapping meat. And I think they want to see Cena. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean. I mean, that's where he got that, you know, that's his biggest moment, that uh, Chicago match uh, where he was supposed to, you know, leave town. Um, then he left, you know, uh, quote, left town storyline-wise with the championship. Right. So, and, I, I, like, um, we talk about what what Cena's doing with, uh, with Bray right now and really calling him out and really trying to drum up the excitement and the buildup for when Bray finally gets over John Cena at Mania. 
Like that was yeah. the original, right? That was the original John Cena's uh bigger than God, uh and and he gives it up to the hometown guy, right? I mean, not just the hometown guy. I mean, it's CM Punk, but I mean, he had to he had to take all that, right? He does that awesome entrance where he just walks to the ring. I mean, all all of that was just to help CM Punk get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I I I yeah. just uh, n- not enough credit goes to Cena, but all the credit in the world for Punk to go. If I was going to come back, I'm going to tell an amazing story. And one of three guys comes to mind, and it's John Cena. So hats off, Punk. Hats off to Byron and CM Punk, both at the same level in my book. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, we've we've got. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk about the the ruining of this potential return? Um, I. I just the only reason I brought it up is because I, I didn't really think it was being ruined. I just thought like, eh, you know, I, I think we all just assumed this person was coming right. back. Go ahead and drop it, man. Well, you're talking about uh or you brought up Ronda Rousey in the notes. Unless I wrote that. Now I don't even remember. Um here's here's the thing, Mike, and and I think this will be a good transition into AEW. I do not think Matt Hardy was ruined last night. <laughs> I thought that was the biggest thing uh on twitter and and it certainly blew up our twitter account uh just by us tweeting it and i thought it was a great moment very memorable and i love the the social distancing uh impact that matt hardy had on his return uh to pro wrestling (laughs) but mike if here's the thing this is what i was talking about before and i know i i was saying the audience should add to the spectacle it shouldn't be the spectacle and, and the reason being is we watch so many different TV shows that don't have an audience and they're still great and we love them and we're going to cherish them forever. I'm going to watch Mad Men like once a year till the day I die. No audience in that. Just me and Don Draper. There's no reason that we shouldn't hold the WWE and AEW to that same level. There's no audience, but you guys should still tell a great story. And um, like we said, I think so far, so good. I love the promos that I'm seeing with no crowd. I would just, I would take that same idea and go, you know what? They're giving us um, a different magical moment. And that might be the perfect way for Ronda to come back, depending on however they want to tell that story. Um, because they can just define it themselves. And we can boo at home or we can cheer at home. But either way... They get to do what they want and just let the story pan out. And Rhonda, who if she's going to finally get a chance to grab the microphone and, uh, you know, not get booed the entire time, this would be it. This is where she can finally show us her acting chops. But, um, no, I, I mean, there's obviously a negative, right? I mean, that would be an amazing pop, uh, boos and cheers. But I, I think I think it's just it's going to be different. Life is different now, Mike. We we don't have Disney World. Zoos are closed. No, go ahead. Library's closed. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Bullshit. My hope, my hope was ready to go. No, I I think that people who wrote that article, uh, it's some prominent, you know, like, um, sports websites. I think it was just you know very clickbaity of them because it's not ruined at all. I think we all had a pretty good idea that Matt Hardy was coming to AEW. I think we all had a pretty good idea that Brody Lee was coming to AEW. Uh, you know, like 
Berg returning, Sting making a debut, you know, a couple of years ago. It's not that it's happening. That we 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 kind of have a pretty good idea it's going to happen. It's it's how you tell the story with it. So you know, like Goldberg returning and you know spearing the crap out of Goldberg or out of Lesnar <laughs> uh, was was uh, I know was pretty. I don't pretty know amazing. why that was such um, a huge pop for me. I just I know mistakes are funny. I'm um, sorry. You know, Brody Lee coming out um, and his weird Power Ranger getup, sweetest, and then that was just, sweet AF. That was such a great. I can't wait to see that character develop. He's oh, he's perfect. Um, he has such good drop um, kicks, and he's like eleven feet tall. I can't wait to see him in a fucking like major role in pro wrestling again. Oh my god! Yeah, and and for me, you know, you and I have um, guiltily mostly focused on WWE, so. You know, on the peripheral, we're kind of aware of what's happening in other promotions, but you know, it's it's mostly WWE. So uh, when the elite was getting you know harassed and chastised by the inner circle, and Matt Jackson starts saying, you know what, I made a phone call to a, a guy who owes me a favor, and then this fucking drone just hits the <laughs> mat. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh wait. Oh, wait a minute. And then they pan the camera over and there's Matt Hardy, you know, deleting Chris Jericho from the 104th row yeah. up there. Um, it just, it worked. We knew they were coming back, but now, you know, they, they it looks like they're using them properly. Um, so I'm, I'm not worried about what they do with Ronda Rousey. I, I have a feeling she's going to be involved with Becky. She's going to be involved with Shayna. All that does is protect all those assets. So Ronda's still relevant. Um, Shayna can be, you know, champion somehow. Um, and then Becky might, might actually lose her belt. Something she, uh, it's, she's been holding that bad boy. My God, has it almost been a year? Yeah. She was Becky two belts at WrestleMania. Yeah, Becky yeah. two belts at Mania. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's irresponsible of, of so-called journalists to, you know, is Ronda Rousey's return ruined? No. We all assumed she was coming back after she popped some kids out. You know, she's doing other <laughs> yeah. stuff. She's in movies. She's making babies. She's got a lot going on. So, no, it's not ruined. It's the only way you ruin it is the way you tell the story coming back. And for her to come back at WrestleMania, you know, so it's about how they so do it. So it's not ruined yet. It's, <laughs> got the as Homer Simpson once said, Worst day of your life so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we got um, pretty deep into AEW there, Mike. But one of the things that that I wanted to announce was, um, and we can talk about this more when NXT runs an actual episode. But I, I'm just about ready to award the Wednesday Night War to AEW at this yeah. point. I I just don't know, man, if there's, I, I don't know what happened to NXT. I don't know who got moved. If it was just the two hours is too much, were they cheating when they only had an hour-long show? Cheating in regards to not having to write as much content? Um, you know, did it did it take away... Like, like they were still doing wrestling every episode like they are now. Um, but did we get... Are we getting exhausted now, right? Two hours of, of NXT. And, and even... Forget what's been going on the last couple of weeks. Like, especially this last episode, I totally, totally could have done without. Like, I mean, and, and essentially, that's what happened. I, I did without an NXT episode because I turned over to AEW. Um, but 
I, I just that I mean that's not the problem, right? The the what we we saw what AEW did this week and they they nailed they nailed it a, a non audience show and they've been nailing it this entire year I feel like uh, so we're almost at the end of March so it would be the entire first quarter I think they've even won every ratings war since the new year so I I think I think right now the new war is going to be AEW catching up to Raw and SmackDown I think I think they've done it I think they've overcome the nxt attempt to steal some some fans oh man here we go the i guess there's there's two things uh one you're absolutely right uh aew is dominated it's not a war anymore it's a slaughter um <laughs> it's and we're i because what I want to do is compare it to like WCW, WWF, but it's, you know, that, that WCW felt um, like dishonest because all you were doing was leaning on Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, you know, guys like that. Right. Um, and the it's just, it's just a different show production. Like NXT is two hours. There's about three to four 20 minute matches, no storyline, no talking. So then they'll just do maybe like brief vignettes with like the big stars, like, you know, uh, Undisputed Era will just be hanging out, you know, like in a, a Scorpions music video. They're just, there's just chain link yeah. fence for some reason. They're just, Adam Cole's just doing chin ups for some Something reason. they recorded weeks ago. Like, you know what, boys and girls? That is undisputed. It's like, yeah, I get it. I mean, that's what you've been saying for like two fucking years, man. I know. And then, you know, Velveteen Dream maybe comes out on a couch and, AEW just gets it, man. Right now they're they're rocking and rolling because it's it's funny. Like it, there's funny bits. Uh, Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus, you know, bring the house down. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Now you're bringing in Matt Hardy. Uh, Chris Jericho is one of the best on the mic. Like you have that, and then you're also sprinkling in like really good wrestling. And where NXT has that really good wrestling, they're so. Um, like like the main roster, the the Raws and Smackdowns, you know, Smackdown with Fox and, you know, Raw is supposed to be the, uh, you know, the, the big show for WWE. Uh, it, it, like, it's so quick to pillage anybody who shows just a, a hint of being, yeah, they, uh, they're so quick to pillage NXT. Um, I really thought Angel Garza had a chance to like, just dominate an NXT and whoop. They just sent him up to, you know, be a, another Latin person for Alistair Black's wife to manage. It's, again, one of my least favorite things. Well, their skin's kind of the same shade, so they're friends now. It's just, <laughs> what? what? What are you doing? It's 2020. We still do this? Um, but outside of Zelina Vega, um, that you know, it's stuff like that. You know, they, they, they haven't really managed their tag team division very well. It's it's very top heavy. It's undisputed era and who? It's not the street profits anymore. They're on Raw. It's who? Don't give me Oni and Danny and Lorkin and Birch because those guys. I get it. They work strong style, but it. 
they're just they they'll never quite be a hundred percent connection because of the way they they cut their promos. They don't give those guys mic time, and when they do get it, it just doesn't win enough. And and, don't forget about those broser weights. Woo! Yeah, I mean that's the closest thing they have to comedy, I guess. But um, I think they get the idea of like a Laurel and Hardy, like a straight man and a funny man. But hmm. Well, yeah, like they go, it should it's... exist, but they haven't quite nailed the content. So is it a little <laughs> bit of an unfair comparison? Because like NXT, most of these guys are pretty young versus, you know, AEW with some of the cream of the crop, Mike-wise. You know, I'm talking Jericho and Hardy now and, um, you know, MJF. That's not fair. Right. That's like AEW's best versus NXT's, you know, it, essentially WWE's minor leagues. Um it's it's a slaughter, man. It's it's far more entertaining to turn on TNT than watch you know four twenty minute matches on well, um, yeah. US. Mike, the the big move happened tonight when we wrote our notes because the Wednesday Night Wars is gone, and I changed our our show notes. So if anybody ever follows along with these, it now says WWE news. AEW news. And who knows, Mike? Maybe the AEW news? Maybe we'll do that first one day. But right now, <laughs> they officially have... <laughs> we have two different sections on the show. Uh, because I just can't take it anymore. There's no point in comparing NXT and AEW. It, like, it, it's just... And especially after this coronavirus thing passes, I think i think this is going to be the opportunity for aew to hit that those million fans uh in an episode because they're so close right now i think they're at like 950 or 960 um or at least that's what they hit this week with with that terrible nxt episode running um but there's you know they're so close to that and i think once they hit that million i think they're they're really gonna they're they're really gonna let it go like they're really gonna like okay this is this is our this is our show this is our time slot this is our channel this is aew let's just go do our stuff because they're getting so i i mean if it's not already happening but i think there's a whole nother level that they can take this but watching like sammy guevara sing chris jericho's entrance song (laughs) i i could watch that forever and i've i've said the last few weeks uh on the show how much I hate Chris Jericho. Like, I hate that song, but now I'm finally into it. Now, I, because of watching Sammy sing it, and now it's popped up on my Spotify, I was like, all right, I'm gonna come, 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 Genesis! It's great masturbating music. Oh, my God. really quiet. Well, I feel like Angel Garza was doing a good job too, splitting his pants and people were laughing. He was kissing old ladies in the front row. Uh, the Street Profits, my God, what a mismanagement of those guys. Thank God for Paul Heyman because remember the Profits would do like these weird vignettes in like an empty street um, or they'd be like at a barber shop, but there'd be no barber yeah. there and they'd just be like, we want the smoke. And it wasn't until I got to Raw that Heyman really let uh, Montez, like, just let him off the leash. And now he's, like, the most charismatic guy on the whole show. And it's like, man, why didn't he utilize that in NXT? He would have been a god. He would have been the he would have been the best promo guy in that whole show. Yeah. They just, they never utilized him. 
his eyes bugging out of his head. He's doing those crazy, like, John Travolta gyrations in Greece. And then all of a sudden, he's out there wrestling, doing rock impressions. And, man, what an underutilized asset. And it's just... Well, that, that comes back to that problem of there being so many assets, um, too, right? So, And then what you said before of guys getting... Uh, picked out of nxt so then you're just putting more and more people onto the main roster and what 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 hour are they are they gonna fit in now are we going to four hours because i'm not watching four hours uh it's just it's yeah it's it's it says matt it says a lot that i would rather watch the entire two hours of AEW than like one hour of the nine hours combined every week of wwe pro it's it's pretty tough uh, i mean as long as edge keeps throwing out those great promos i think we'll be good but that you know like that's that's part of the problem too right like we have edge edge is back but we don't get edge and matches we get edge and promos and and even before you know before the coronavirus thing i mean it that would have been nice to see <laughs> i think I don't know. Are we still protecting him? In which case, why is he back? Right? I mean, he's either safe, he's either healthy, or he's not. So I got We got to figure that part out. I just why why where's Drew McIntyre? Right? Um, I just yeah, and it's not like WWE has not like exactly. I'm so glad you brought up Drew McIntyre. That's you know one of our favorite dudes. I love the story they're doing with Brock. I love the Edge story. I want to see Rhea triumph. I love the the neck biting of you know Shayna Baszler. Right, I just there's a lot of meat. There's a lot of meat, you know, to the stories. It's just this is our last thought, so we can get just, under an okay. hour. <laughs> All right, let's do it under an hour. No, just that's why AEW's just been so good. It, it it doesn't quite have those monster moments, but it's just entertaining for two hours. It's really fun. And uh, with that, we're gonna do it at 57 minutes. Uh, AEW is crowned champion of. The Wednesday Night Wars by the Brothers of Discussion. It's official. Uh, but check everything else out, Brothers of Discussion, at BOD Podcast. We will uh, do our best to make funny jokes and make you laugh about whatever's going to happen with uh, with WrestleMania. So uh, that'll be going down on, on SmackDown. Uh, if you're listening to this on uh, Friday on uh, Commute, or maybe you're listening to it during your quarantine. Uh, so Friday night, Gronk's going to tell us what's going on with WrestleMania. So fingers crossed on that. Uh, but yeah, thanks thanks for tuning in. And hey, if I uh, lose my job, maybe we'll finally go live and the blogs will go back on uh, bodpodcast.com. So fingers crossed on that. Woo! All right, everybody. Yeah, we're coming. <laughs> oh, we do rank uh, for Otis Dozovich searches as well. Just straight up Otis Dozovich. The brothers of discussion range for that. Or just Dozovich. Uh, all right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one. Okay.